0: This is now the uh, the fifth movie this year to use a uh, John a John Denver song prominently in the movie, um, the third to feature specifically "Take Me Home, Country Roads," and right. the second specifically to feature that song and Channing Tatum. Tatum. So. <laughs>
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 472 with a review of Kingsman, The Golden Circle. I'm Christopher Schnasey.
0: I'm Carson Patrick, and I just don't like
2: introducing myself. And I'm Stephen Tequila Miller.
1: And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in a show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. This week, we are back to discuss the sequel the kingsman this is kingsman the golden circle um how you guys doing tonight (laughs) it's
2: a very long pause there wow that turned into kind of like a mood like ambiance voice yeah how you guys doing that was like npr
0: status right
2: there
1: uh you know i'm just trying to elevate this podcast to a a more mature type of line so that we we don't get he went there bad reviews like we did this past week when we got a one-star review mm-hmm. from somebody who called this an immature podcast and some <laughs> other stuff that we don't have to repeat on the podcast <laughs> what more I mean, do you want from us
2: really all valid points. we almost reviewed columbus <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm sorry that we didn't review like you know a film you know but
1: uh yeah i'm I'm going to be honest, it took me a second to realize you said a film. And I <laughs> well, was like, what sorry. the hell is a fell?
0: Oh, sorry, a fall. I, I couldn't not say it without
1: my NPR voice. <laughs> Do you ever listen to NPR? I, no, but, um...
0: That's, just, that's heard, your
1: impression of what NPR voices sound like. I've heard clips. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I've heard of it. <laughs> I've heard of it, guys. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. i don't. I don't got no question. No, Um, you know, that 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 disdainful review just makes me feel so sad inside that I can't even open this episode with a question. Mm
2: -hmm. I mean, I'm not
0: going to lie. I thought it was helpful. I clicked. Yes.
1: (laughs) Did did you did you say the review was helpful?
0: (laughs) No, but I should.
1: (laughs) You know, it would be helpful, though, is if people did like this podcast, if they would go give us a higher than a one star review, I mean, two stars, three stars. Anything you want. Yeah.
2: I'm not even gonna ask for four.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, five, that's out of the question. I mean, <laughs> what is this? People will just catch on that like we forced you to do it if it's five.
1: <laughs> and I, I do think there is a heavily skewed bias towards five star reviews that come from people I'm like, I don't know exactly who that is, but I'm pretty sure I know who that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyways, Kingsman, the Golden Circle Guys, do you wanna get into this review? Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a listen to the trailer for Kingsman The Golden Circle and then come back and give you guys a review.
2: We're from the Kingsman Tailor Shop in London. Maybe you've heard of us. We won't try.
1: Today marks the beginning of a new age. but I'm gonna show you. <laughs> say goodbye to the kingsmen. I kind of
2: got a bit of a say the world situation here. Welcome to Statesman. As your American cousins, we'll be working side by side. Let's get started.
0: We've got brains, skills, skipping rope.
2: It's
0: a lasso. Whatever. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it is. Manners maketh a man. Do you know what that means? All right, so Kingsman, the Golden Circle, is the follow-up to the Kingsman film, and uh, basically there is this new drug cartel run by a woman who is, you know, know, tired of hiding um, herself and trying to work in the shadows to divvy out her drugs. So she concocts a crazy scheme that will allow her to, you know, be in the public eye and uh, maybe not get in trouble for it at all. And the Kingsmen stumble on to what's going on and have to do their best to try to stop, uh, you know, let's just say that they have sort of a save the world situation. Um, So... Yeah, Stephen Miller. What did you nailed, think of this film?
2: Nailed it. So the the history on the spoiler warning podcast <laughs> is that pretty much everyone had a lot of fun with the original Kingsman movie and I was the wet blanket who like <laughs> had I like I I had fun with that movie but there were just like every time i was really vibing with it something that felt like atonal that would bring me out of the moment <laughs> came in and like i gave it what probably in hindsight was a little bit of a reactionary wait for rental it probably should have been like a like a soft recommend or something cuz i realized waiting for this movie to come out I was like pretty excited about it like I was excited to enter the world of the Kingsman again And maybe I've just been seeing too many serious movies and I was like I was ready for just a <laughs> dumb good time I, I was ready for exactly what Kingsman the original movie brought
1: and, and I think actually if I'm not mistaken You have missed the last couple of dumb fun action films that have come out right like I, you've missed some so. of those.
2: I don't remember the last movie that we reviewed together that I would call like a dumb fun action movie
1: I feel I feel like there was something you missed. Did you see John Wick 3 or whatever? No, two? I wasn't two? here for the John Wick were, 2 you review. You missed that. You missed Atomic Blonde. Yeah. You missed, uh, uh, what is the movie with Sam Jackson and uh, Ryan Reynolds? Uh, the Hitman's no, no, bodyguard. bodyguard. The
0: Hitman's yeah. hit yeah. no, Bodyguard, which missing...
2: we didn't even review. <laughs> That's right. I, I've been missing all of these. Yeah, so I, w- I was ready for it, like. I did. I was not on my snobby high horse. I was in my, like, let's have a good time. Let's wash the memory of It out of my brain. Um, and this <laughs> Wait, movie... It,
0: like it, it it, the movie or it, it the first
1: one? It the movie. It the movie. Oh, okay. Well, that is true. Ste- Steven, who historically does not like scary films, went and watched It. So oh, this, well, was I mean, a cha- this was a chaser to wash all of It out of his head. Oh,
0: mm-hmm. bro, you had to go watch It. It was fucking huge. Yeah. Well, I mean, who... I've, are you not watching it, dude? People watch that movie when there was a fucking hurricane going on. They're like fucking paddling down to the theater because you can't not see
2: it, man. Anyway, continue. Anyway, all that to say, I was like pretty down for Kingsman this year, and I it it might just be me, it might just be reactionary again, but I was like pretty let down by this movie. I felt like this this did not have anything new from the old movie, and it kind of seemed like it took all the ideas of the original Kingsman movie and doubled down in a kind of like flaccid sense like doubled down in a way that like made it no longer as fun or striking what it was doing like like the last movie kind of a lot of the fun was watching the my fair lady type thing of eggsy starting as some rough scoundrel street urchin kid and watching him like slowly grow into the kingsman character and there's just something like inherently less interesting about watching him start as the kingsman like character but then still shove in all the little winks as if he were also, like, a scoundrelist. Like, like, I, like, I don't know, it just hit a tone that I didn't really get. And right from the opening scene in this movie, it just, like, it dives into the action within, like, five seconds. It's giving you the most ridiculous kind of car chase fight sequence in the world. And it was fun. Like, all, all of it was fun, but it just was, like, it was missing something for me. Like, I don't know, I, I had a reasonably good time with the movie. Like, I liked the new characters. I liked the the uh i forget the name of the american the statesman people which the trailer kind of shows all those actors so i don't think it's really a spoiler to say that uh there's another tribe of kingsman-like people
1: in this movie i mean Um, that's yeah that's the the basic premise is that kingsmen are kaput and they have to go hook up with their american cousins
2: yeah And, and like in individual scenes and on paper i i liked a lot of that i liked the gags and the type of characters but there was just something in the the whole of the movie that felt kind of flat, like it was like made in the editing room in post, and they kind of forgot to add the, add like the funny beats back in. Yeah. Like like a few things they doubled down on, absurd villains. Right, the first movie had Samuel L. Jackson, ridiculous, funny. The violence he caused was pretty much over the top and crazy most of the time, and they like tripled down on this with Julianne Moore, who's just like extra silly, extra crazy, extra violent in ways that are like atonal to what you'd expect from her character. And that should have worked fine. And it just, like, for the most part, I didn't care about her every time she was on the screen. (laughs) Like, it felt like they didn't motivate why her character is the way she is super well. Um, the, uh, The first movie had the kind of the bit about like over-the-top action happening out of nowhere like there's a westboro baptist type scene in the first movie that is just by far the centerpiece of that movie yeah yeah. and it's the centerpiece because there's a big crescendo leading up to it it's just like out of nowhere this mayhem comes and it just like escalates the rest of the movie and here like there's a bunch of those absurd violent moments but none of them felt as like giddy or fun and maybe it's just because like the cat's out of the bag. You can't do that trick a second time and expect the same result.
1: The cats or the robot dogs.
2: Yeah, the robot dogs are out of the bag. And I don't know, I'm I'm not going to harp on this because it didn't bother me much, but like they clearly thought it'd be fun to just double down on whatever like sex related things the people didn't like about the first movie. (laughs) And I'm not criticizing it for being like a sex joke. I just thought it felt flat. It felt like kind of like lamer family guy bits where like, I I don't know, you just kind of remember like you're vibing with the movie and then you remember like, oh, it, it doesn't necessarily have my sense of humor it's like just trying to fuck with me so i i don't know i had i had fun like i enjoyed my time watching it but i really felt like it was a step down and i didn't i didn't find the movie very memorable and i'm sad they kind of wasted channing tatum like i think they're setting up future times when maybe they'll not waste him anymore but this movie kind of all the things it introduced it didn't really didn't really give you in a satisfying way so like I mean, it was meh. It was it was fine. <laughs> I ne- I needed a fun, goofy adventure, and it gave me that. But I don't. I think it's like very middle of the road.
1: Carson Patrick.
0: You know, there the the scene that Stephen was referring to uh, in terms of like uh, goofy sexual nature. Uh, I had a very loud internally, but loud, uh like cackle when that scene happened. Because it just felt like a doubling down of uh to all the haters who were like, that butt sex joke wasn't not funny. Um <laughs> so I don't know. I kind of found that that I found it humorous. But um I mean I I enjoyed the movie. I mean I really like the first Kingsman. Um I wasn't on the first Kingsman. One of the few times I regret I wasn't on the podcast to defend the movie. Um, hey, that
1: sounds like a dig on us. No,
0: no I meant like to. I just was like, oh, like I don't know. I, I don't. I, I think I did like a drop in.
2: I don't remember. Yeah, why, you, but you did a little bit on on the next episode. I think
0: it's always better to just be there in person instead of trying to argue with yourself listening later. That wasn't <laughs> obviously a dig. Uh, but uh, no, like I mean I. I was excited for this one. Uh, I mean, I I really enjoyed the sequel. Like, I just... I mean, I really just like Matthew Vaughn's movies. Like, I haven't met a Matthew Vaughn movie that I didn't like. So, uh, I, this is no different. Like, I, I just feel like that, you know, if you enjoyed the first movie, you're probably going to have a fun time with this one, too. I think I like the first one a little bit more, but I feel like this one is... Is, is still on par with the first it's kind of like a rush hour rush hour two scenario like they're both pretty damn good like entertainment wise um you know the yeah there's some things that they double down on there's some things that they obviously don't top from the first movie like the church scene but i don't really think that they were trying to top that sequence because like i don't i feel like if they tried it would fail I mean, their,
1: their, their attempt was clearly the a battle that takes place in the diner towards the end of the film. Mm-hmm. You know, just the way that was shot with the music going and the yeah, kind of the way the camera moves. It feels like that was their version of that, even though there was a lot less carnage happening. Um, I mean, but.
0: I feel like that's how most of the action scenes in this one were. I mean, they were all shot the same, and, like, that's kind of feel like how they were all portrayed yeah
2: to me that is the double down effect though is that when everything gets that way you kind of desensitize to it a little bit
0: yeah i, I mean I, I did think like the the final action scene where they they you know kind of descend upon uh, Poppyland, land julianne moore's you know lair like that like i feel like that was all very satisfying uh uh and the set to the to all the Elton John songs. Like, I thought that was like, <laughs> like that was a very satisfying scene. I mean, I don't think, I don't think that they were trying to be like that as the topper to the church scene. But, um, but I think like that, that like that, like, I mean, it's not really a spoil, It's not a spoiler. Like it was confirmed that he was going to be in this movie. Like, uh, that Elton John plays himself. Uh, and I feel like that's a perfect example of this movie is that, like, they have Elton John playing himself in a very, like, exaggerated version of himself. Um, and it's, like, kind of funny. Like, when it when he first shows up, you're like, oh, ha, that's funny. Elton John making fun of himself, whatever. And then, like, they really, like, just go to bat with it. And they're like, you're going to fucking lick this joke. <laughs> and then, like... I,
1: do, I think it does come through at certain points. There, there's no, one, it does. In the it one does. scene during Julianne Moore's press conference that she's giving... <laughs> like,
0: he, oh yeah, no. I, I, I thought,
1: feel like I it, thought there was a level of humor with that that exceeded most of the time that he was being used. Yeah, but a but joke. see,
2: this is like maybe where I just like don't quite mesh with the target or like what they're aiming for. Is like, like I like I enjoyed. I enjoyed at first seeing him there. And like I enjoyed some bits about the meta fact of how far they went with him. But a lot of the times they were double, triple, quadrupling down on yeah. the Elton John jokes. I was just kind of rolling my eyes like, oh, all right, we're, we're going back to this well one more time. Yeah.
1: But even, but even in that scene, to me, what makes that th- scene funny is she's in the middle of this live broadcast and didn't bother to think that he, that he wouldn't just shut up mm-hmm. during it. And to me, the funniness is not that it's Elton John, it's that somebody is yelling while she's trying to talk seriously about her plan. He also is
2: the source for what I would say is the best paying off doubling down of the princess joke from the first movie. <laughs> yeah, they really doubled down. They literally doubled down on it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, they called back to it twice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think we got what you meant by double down.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. Um I mean, I yeah, I just I just I mean, I had a fun time with it. Uh uh and uh this is now the uh, the fifth movie this year to use a uh, John a John Denver song prominently in the movie, um, the third to feature specifically "Take Me Home, Country Roads," and okay. the second
2: specifically to feature that song and Channing Tatum. Tatum. So <laughs> that juxtaposition was pretty. Like I know they couldn't have planned that, but the timing of it, like when this movie opened, and I kind of like uh Englishized version of Take Me Home Country Road is playing. I was like, really? This song <laughs> again?
1: <laughs> you, you gotta admit you kinda like Really it is. Though. Oh sure, it it's really been is. in my head, like
2: ever since then. It's oh yeah.
1: rendition of it.
0: I feel like the the character who sings it in this movie, um
2: that's also a a, a really good scene, too. He nails it. I I, li- I listened to the John Denver one today because it was in my head. It was not as satisfying as here. <laughs> it wasn't as satisfying. My head, people singing it was it was
0: the well who did it best? John Denver, the little girl, and Logan Lucky, or or the character in this movie? The character in this movie, yeah. I think. I can see that. I can see that. But yeah, it's, it is funny how like 2017 somehow is just the year of john denver let's use john denver songs i don't know man i I don't know oh this one isn't Uh, even
2: set in west virginia so it feels like extra (laughs) i don't know i think logan lucky has more dibs to it but i like this movie's use of it just fine yeah i
0: don't i i couldn't even remember if if the character said he was a fan of uh john denver in the first movie or not but uh when he said he was a fan of it in this movie i was like oh man (laughs)
1: I, I, I anyway. love how we're being catty about which character. I, I don't I don't see how this pertains to it being a spoiler.
2: Yeah, I, I guess the things that happen right after he sings it are more of a spoiler. <laughs> yeah.
1: Or she. We don't know. We don't know. Uh, who yeah, knows?
2: We don't. who knows? Could be a fucking robot dog. I don't know. <laughs> so I, I have to ask, and I know like, we're... I don't mean to step on Chris getting to weigh in for too long, but... <sighs> Did you Carson like Colin Firth in this movie? I thought they like wasted him in this movie for the most part.
0: Uh yeah. Like I, I like the the explanation that they had for how they brought him back. Um I thought was pretty pretty good. It synced up a lot uh cleaner than you would expect. Like, I don't know if they intended it to be that way, like, just from the first movie, but, like, just how it syncs up in the second one, it's like, oh, that that seems like a very seamless uh, transition. Like, it didn't, mm-hmm. you know... Um, yeah. But I, I liked his... Uh, I liked the kind of... The dynamic that he was, like, just not fully aware, and he was, <laughs> just seeing butterflies like half the time like that that was like a nice visual uh gag every once in a while um but i i like that they brought him back i mean i i enjoyed colin firth a lot in the the first movie seeing him play against type as this like super badass um spy was a lot of fun so i like that they brought him back Mm -hmm. i didn't have a problem with that it was not, as I told Sarah after the movie, it was not like a Men in Black 2 where they forcibly tried to think, <laughs> a, think of a way to bring Tommy Lee Jones back. I are like, oh, he's a mailman now, and he's at the and we gotta... I was like, ah, oh, just, you know, you set it up with fucking, you know, Will Smith and Linda Fiorentino, like, why does Tommy Lee have to... You know, but it, it was a lot less, like, uh, forced than that, and some other movie sequels, like, that that try to do that i feel like i feel like that this was like very seamless it felt like they had this plan from the start i don't know if they did but it mm-hmm. felt that way
2: i'll I'll go back to it after chris weighs in on the movie i feel like i feel like maybe there will be a, a, a few more things to talk about there
1: <laughs> well um i did have some fun with this film uh As Steven Steven said that he didn't want to step on anything I was going to say, but he did anyways. (laughs) Um, I actually think this film suffers very terribly from trying to work in Colin Firth. Um, Let me rephrase that. It's not that it suffers for trying to work him in. It suffers from the fact that the story has to take a backseat to reinserting Colin Firth to try to kick things off. Like this film grinds to a halt like they have a plan something crazy happened they have to go do it and then this whole colin firth arc happens and they have to literally just halt the entire story so they can deal with this just so we can get caught up so that in the climactic battle of the film he can he can also participate in it and i think while i am glad he's back i like having him there he was one of the best parts of the first film um I don't think that it adds anything to the film. And I think that we could potentially have a better film if his character would have stayed gone. Um, And that's one of those things where it's it's really hard to tell, but it just it felt like just fan service with no addition to furthering the story in any way whatsoever. And that kind of that That was one of the sides of disappointment that I had watching the film, um, besides that, I think it also suffers from like the Harry Potter syndrome, where it 's like the first film in you know the first Harry Potter film is all about like the school and how the rules work and how everything is there, and like
2: stuff that Chris lives for basically yeah <laughs> stuff
1: that I, stuff that I love, like world building, and this film
2: oh so hot
1: <laughs> this film sort of is just about like. Oh, we're Kingsmen. We're gonna blow some shit up, right? <laughs> and like, and it, it's it's just it, it it's it's fun, but like you literally, the film opens with like the Kingsmen being destroyed, right? So everything that makes the Kingsmen awesome, um, like the like you know the secret places stashed all around and and like the organization as a whole and what they're doing all of that is sort of put aside and you just kind of have two guys who are going to meet up with the Statesman and then trying to go take on this villain. And honestly, like the, I think there, if this, if this was a TV show, I think the, uh, Julianne Moore's evil plan per plot in this would be perfectly fine for an episode of a TV show. It has that like sort of silly bad guy. Like, uh, it's like a, it's like a weird like cartoon Lex Luthory kind of plan where it's like it's a really dumb plan, but it's also kind of smart. And it, it's kind of like I, I appreciate the silliness of it, but it's it's missing like the the like, oh, my God, like, yeah, they have a, a we got to save the world situation on their hands, but they kind of do don't in a way it's almost like the real villain is maybe somebody else that's uh in the story somewhere like a little side character um it's almost like the real threat is coming from other people who are capitalizing on what the bad guy's plan is right and i think that there isn't enough strength to really excite me about the world of the kingsmen in this film like don't get me wrong I hope there's a third Kingsman film. I would love it if every year we had a Kingsman film, right? Like, there's certain franchises that, like, just give me more. You know, like, I'll, I'll take I'll take a Kingsman. I'll take a Mission Impossible. I'll take a Jack Reacher. I'll take a whatever, right? <laughs> like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll take a Jack Reacher, too. <laughs> um, well, you did take a Jack Reacher, too, and it wasn't so good. Hey, oh, um, butt jokes. But, <laughs> yikes. Uh, but yeah, like I, 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 it's, it's just one of those things where it's like this film
0: pearls clutched, activated,
1: doesn't, this film doesn't excite me in the same way that the first one does. I like that we're back. You know, it feels like oh yeah, yeah. like I, I like the idea sure, of statesmen. It's fun like, world. Yeah, it's it's, it's fun world. I, I like the idea that there's an American arm of of the Kingsmen called the Statesmen. I mm. I like that, that they're you know they make whiskey like that, that's it's it's cool right? It, it's <laughs> it, it,
0: it. I like booze too.
1: <laughs> there there's just a too bad fun... that we
0: making craft beer though, brah, Right, dude. Um. Yeah, dude. <laughs>
1: The and if, the, if that, that's, like, the third film, right? Um, or Craftsman, <laughs> yeah, the, the, I guess, way, the, That's the San Francisco arm of the... In
2: Israel, it'll be the Hebrews. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it, it's... There's fun stuff, but I just kind of, you know, had an issue. So the other thing, too, is they go way, way over the top with the robots and stuff like that in this film. For some reason, like, I mean, the first film clearly doesn't live in real reality. You know, like we have a woman with sword legs running around kicking people. Women can't have sword
2: legs. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Only men have sword legs. This is
1: 2017. Neither men nor women can have sword legs. No person should have sword legs. Anyways, what I mean is, there are are silly things in both films, right? Um, Things that we're just supposed to take for granted are real in this world. But for some reason... I think robot dogs, like, stretch the credulity of the universe, right? Nobody agree? I don't don't know
2: if I agree with that. I think you're alone in this argument. The the technology showcased in the first, like, five minutes of this movie is more over the top than anything that Julianne Moore has. I'm
1: including cybernetic arm augmentation that can hack a car with a fingertip. Okay. (laughs) I'm including that. I'm including that. I just think that there's some level of... of, uh, it, it it just it, it there was a level of silliness that sort of like they were just they're like this is a comic book movie just deal with it right it wasn't this like this is like a sort of bizarre realistic take on the spy genre it, this was like Man, you know we got robot dogs friggin top of an island with... it is. There was some level where it's like, okay, you guys just aren't taking yourself serious anymore. I mean, why
0: Why would they, though? I mean, I don't know. The first movie didn't take itself seriously at all.
1: I mean, it took itself somewhat seriously. Certainly the on
2: climactic it. scene did not take itself seriously. But, but that's
1: the thing, is the reason why the climactic scene is so funny, or not funny, depending on who you are, is that <laughs> it just goes crazy at the end. Like, mm. like oh, whatever, just
2: don't say it i guess
1: yeah i well, i guess i won't say they, it
2: they they show footage of it in this one and i was reminded by how silly
1: it was yeah yeah but it's like that that is it's been somewhat serious up until that point and then they do that and you're just like what the fuck <laughs> like this is ridiculous but this whole film felt sort of like that way and i don't think it it is it, i don't think it benefits from that i just think it's like well we're a silly movie right so i don't know i all in all, I didn't mind my time in the film. I enjoyed it. It just, I definitely doesn't hold a candle to the original Kingsman.
2: Hmm. Yeah. And like, I I don't imply that I didn't have fun. Like the action was still fun. You know, I still laughed a lot. I cracked even, even at the things that weren't totally my cup of tea, like the jokes that I felt like they doubled down on It didn't work. You know, there's always a kind of meta laugh you have at how ridiculous they were willing to get and like that that's always fun for a couple hours it's just i don't know i I was trying to think of why the colin Firth stuff fell flat to me and to me i think maybe maybe it just has to do with how much you loved the first movie like because i wasn't super in love with the first movie a lot of the call, kind of like callback itis that they go to, didn't work for me, and they they lean hard on that with Colin Firth. Like there, there's a few situations they put him in that are just like very direct recreations of things that happened in the first movie.
1: I, mean, I thought that gag was great though.
2: Like the, the manners
1: maketh man see. See that
2: one fell super flat to me. Really, I, I, was, I, I don't know why. I just wasn't in the mindset for. It. I was watching. it. I'm like, yeah, I, yeah, they're repeating it. I get it. Yeah, yeah, they're doing the same. Mm-hmm. Okay, but
1: it was funny because he. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I understand. I, I
2: thought the payoff was pretty funny. I don't
1: they, know.
2: It, yeah. it, it didn't work for me. That, that one didn't work for me. I don't know why. And like most of the time they were very consciously calling back the first movie. It didn't, didn't do much for me. So it might just be that it wasn't fresh enough in my head. Like it, it wasn't a thing that I was so eager to watch that I was like cracking up at the fact that they would do it again. Yeah. I don't know,
0: man. Another movie lost to new Schnee's. pour pour one out another sequel
2: another one bites the dust (laughs) there's a funny thing i don't mind this at all but it's like funny to notice that it it seems like the villains in these movies are all just like normal like democratic policies (laughs) like 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 samuel jackson wants to give like free cell phones and stuff but then there's a nefarious plan and Julianne Moore. I, I don't think I don't know if you are spoiled you gonna, what her plan is. Are you going
1: to try to make the argument that she wanted to give free healthcare to everyone? <laughs> no, she <laughs> wanted to legalize
2: drugs. Yeah, she wanted to legalize drugs, bro. It's just funny. It's like he, he takes things that would be like legit, like political talking points, and makes it into like like a crazy supervillain. It, yeah. It's funny. I like. I find it funny. It, it's just like a it's a funny theme. I wonder if he's going to keep going that way. Well,
1: no, that's what I, I like. That her her idea is ridiculous, but it's also kind of smart. <laughs>
0: yeah i mean i i liked um i mean i think i liked the evil i liked sam jackson and his evil scheme uh better in the first movie but this one was still like just as entertaining i thought um but i I like julianne moore's um her lair and everything and the design of that more than the sam jackson villain his like under he just had like a typical like you know the underground bunker or whatever Yeah, they had fun with the production design here yeah um i mean yeah i mean i like that they that he i mean it's kind of like i mean a lot of spy movies kind of take you know uh topical subject matters or whatever uh but they but i like you know but they're obviously playing it serious and then this they take it and they they just make it like really absurd (laughs) um so yeah it's fun uh I I mean I I hope people like um Channing Tatum's character because there's apparently two spin-off movies regarding his, his character in <laughs> no, development. So, really? Wow. Two. Not one, two. They and really double is, down on everything. Yeah, double down I sure. <laughs> um in addition to obviously setting him up for a, a
1: third Kingsman movie. I can only assume that his character from Logan Lucky took the rest of the money. And then started started making whiskey.
0: (laughs) But apparently he was supposed to be the whiskey character. Like, that was supposed to be one character, but he had, like, scheduling issues or whatever, so they split that in two, and that's why What's-His-Butt from Game of Thrones is uh, the whiskey character, (laughs) and and C. Tates is a new character, you know? Interesting. Yeah. But it is funny how, like how prominently he's built. I mean, I mean, it's understandable because you've got Channing Tatum in your movie. It's like, come see, you know, Channing Tatum. And then they might be a little disappointed, but I mean, he does get to dance in it. So <laughs> yeah, dude, there plus. there was
2: something weird about the bait and switch though. And, and that story makes sense where it's like, they're clearly advertising Channing and then they're like, Channing Tatum. Oh, oh Pedro Pascal, here you go. Like, like <laughs> they just like swap him out.
1: Did they, did they, did they uh... Did they reshoot stuff? Because like, there's a scene in the trailer where uh, Eggsy's like, he's like, oh, it's very American. He's like, fuck yeah. Mm. And like, that was not in the movie at all.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they might have, but they might have just cut that out. I don't know. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I got the sense watching this movie that it was like very modified in the editing room. I, I don't know why. It just it kind of felt like they put together things that weren't, like, Like, the order of things that happened wasn't quite the way I feel like on the page they would have. But I I don't know. I just got that general feeling. Yeah.
0: So I mean, I I did think it was, like, a very brisk movie, though. Like, it's, like, a two-hour and 20-minute movie, but I feel like it goes by, like, really fast. So
1: I, I don't feel like it took long, but I feel like a lot happens in this film, even though not a lot is going on in general. Like, I feel like a lot of time passes in a weird way. And I don't know if that's just me.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, no? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention to that or
2: queuing in on that. Cluing in on that. Whatever. I don't know. I, I think I know what Chris would have wanted more. That's <laughs> oh. like the How to Train Your Dragon 2 idea. Where it's like, we can't get the originality again. So we're going to flesh out the world in a, like amazingly Broadway. Yeah. And this movie instead, like, decided to, like, double down on the beats that made the first well, movie so, funny. So,
1: so here's the question. Why does Julianne Moore take out the Kingsmen in the beginning of the film? Like, what reasonable expectation? Like, first of all, the Kingsmen are supposed to be this, like, sort of secret society, right? Like well, the- but she knows someone who knows all about them. Right? Yeah, but, like... That guy wanted to be a Kingsman, so he was trying to get recruited to the Kingsman. But he doesn't know what they've done.
2: He probably does. I mean, I, I kind of don't remember the first movie so well anymore, but I think they established that so he it was, is the sort of society that some people are, like, basically brought up training to try to get into.
1: No, no, but what I mean is, outside of the fact that he happened to be present during the climax of that film he is not privy to individual missions that the Kingsmen have gone on in the past. Right. Mm. So what good reason does Julianne Moore, like Julianne Moore just like, Oh, well, if there's a secret society, they'll definitely stop my plan. I might as well blow them up. Like, it seems like this weird, like preemptive strike against an organization who doesn't even have her, her on their radar until she blows them up. Right. Yeah. I like, don't
2: know. That, that just seems like the Avengersy type thing of like, assume everyone knows where the, Every villain knows we're the most dangerous threat to them in the world.
1: But the statesmen didn't even know who the kingsmen were.
2: (laughs) I I, I mean, I also think it was sort of like a...
0: It was mostly like a vengeance thing from the one guy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, 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 but...
0: He just was like, let's, you know, team up and... I'll help you punch some fools. I don't know.
1: (laughs) I don't know. It was just something that kind of bothered me. Because, like, up until we find out what her plan actually is like back when we just think that she's making drugs. I'm like, why would the Kingsmen even care if uh, missiles didn't fly into all their buildings? Like it didn't, it didn't make sense to me until a broader plan was unveiled. But at that point they were already trying to stop them. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It, it seems like a, there just seems something faulty in the way the narrative of the story was like constructed, but it was like I, I. It's not that I care that much, but just one. Of the, that's one of the reasons why this film feels weaker than it needed to be.
2: Yeah, like that didn't bother me, but on a on a fun level, I would have kind of liked to see more of them together for a bit, because that was an element we didn't really get in the first movie much. So I, I was kind of bummed that like they don't at least give you that before then busting out the big the big inciting event. Yeah, but I don't know. May, maybe this movie would have been more fun to me if they had. Let me live in the world of the first movie for like 20 minutes before then modifying everything. It kind of feels like they went straight to the changes right away and that didn't give me a chance to like remember what I had before they took it, <laughs> took it from
1: me. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying they would, <laughs> they would want the, the film is like a little puppy and you want to be able to play with the puppy before they hand you a gun and yeah, tell exactly. you to shoot the puppy. <laughs>
2: I'm not going to make a spoiler, but they one instance where rather than double down, they wimp out on what a character did.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, so should we get to verdicts for this film, guys? Sure. All right. Stephen Miller, if you're going to give this a must-see, recommend with a caveat, wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it?
2: I'm going to simultaneously bump the first one up to recommend with a caveat. <laughs> so this one can live and wait for rental territory and be lesser than the first one. <laughs>
1: nice uh carson patrick
0: i i still think it's a must see i think if you're if you're not uh i just think if you do like the first movie you're probably gonna like this one um unless you're like chris in a, a weird exception where you you know you're gonna fine faults in these these movies but uh there wasn't
2: any avocado know. toast in this movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: where were the brunchmen that's the movie <laughs> i want to see the
1: brunchmen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh. they're just sipping bottomless mimosas and i don't know eating avocado toast they're, they're headquartered in la
1: All right, well, I'm going to give this a wait for rental as well. Um, Yeah, I mean, you got to watch it in case they make a... Well, I guess, as Carson said, they're making two spinoffs and a third, so...
0: Well, I highly doubt they're going to make two spinoffs, but yeah, they want to. I feel like maybe one, but uh, definitely Kingsman 3, I think, will be coming our way soon. Um, Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I did. I mean, I don't know. It's just like it's just weird because it's like this movie, I feel like, uh, you know, was just as silly and ridiculous and uh, entertaining as the first and in many ways, Um, you know, it's hard to to do sequels like this. But uh, I feel like they they were very successful. I mean, I know Matthew
2: Vaughn didn't do Kick-Ass 2, but way better than Kick-Ass 2. (laughs) <laughs> I, I think maybe part of it is i got the sense that they already knew kingsman 3 was happening when they made this so the movie had yeah. kind of a middle a middle movie feeling where like they didn't need to give you like the stakes are big but they're not big in like in a sense that like you're really driven to be excited about what's going to happen next i, I kind of feel like they were they were pulling their punches a little bit for the third movie where there's going to be like the the character is back in glorious form so so, i I don't know that that might be maybe the third movie is going to retroactively make me like this one more
1: but but the problem with (laughs) that that as a concept is that like the setup for this film is destroying all of the kingsmen so like in the third film unless we're just going to like skip to like Six years later, where they've recruited a bunch of other people and and hired new people for all the roles that are now vacant. <laughs> like, what are they gonna do? <laughs> it it just seems like they've built in their own problem, which is like, hey, we'll just reset everything, and then is it gonna be like Exy going around trying to recruit people that were like him, and just gonna like pass the buck down, or what's going on? I I, I,
0: don't know. <laughs> I think that I think they'll be all right. <laughs> they'll
2: they'll figure something out <laughs> between now and whenever it comes out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, was it 3 years since the last one?
0: Uh no, it's been 2 year, 2 years. Hmm? The first one came out in 2015.
2: Okay. It felt yeah. felt longer than that for me.
0: Mm. I guess cuz it was early. It was like February. Mhm.
2: Yeah. All right. 2019 or 2020 i'm ready Come for on. it <laughs> prove me wrong matthew vaughn
1: all right well i think that's gonna do it for this episode of the sport of podcast Stephen miller if people want to find you throughout the week where can they do that
2: uh if you want to find me you can go to twitter.com slash s david miller or s david miller.com carson patrick i am nowhere to be found
0: <laughs> chilling on my my top of my mountain in cambodia or whatever
1: <laughs> All right. Well, people can find me at ChristopherInRealLife.com dot com or twitter dot com slash christopherirl. Uh, if any of you listeners out there are playing Destiny two, you can also find me on Xbox Live, ChristopherIRL, there oh, as well. Oh, oh snap. we should uh, we should meet up. Chris who's... is
2: hunting for a girlfriend. No, I'm not hunting for a
1: girlfriend. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hunting for a fire team, Fishing. which is right now more important
0: <laughs> i that oh man I,
2: that's a panty drop in line if i ever heard one uh but anyways he <laughs> just wants someone to keep him company at night
1: <laughs> you can find the spoiler warning over at the dot com, where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show if you want to know when the episodes go live you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoiler warning or like us at facebook.com slash the spoiler warning if you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at the spoiler warningcom or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to the Kingsman, The Golden Circle, so hopefully you are enjoying that. And, uh, yeah, we are going to take off, and we will be back next week with a review of something. What's coming out next week?
2: American Made.
1: American Made, oh, yeah, is out. American yeah. Made. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that yeah, one. Yeah, I yeah. am too. We will be back. Give me next the movie week.
2: I really wanted. War Dogs to be. <laughs> oh, shade.
1: But yeah, we will be back next week with a review of War Dogs. So hopefully, not War Dogs. <laughs> you just insulted me. We will be back next week with a review of American Made. So hopefully, you are enjoying that, um, or you will enjoy that. You are. It's it's this podcast is over. <laughs> oh,
0: they're they're gonna fucking enjoy it, man. They're gonna enjoy the fuck out of it.
1: Uh, thanks for joining me, guys. <laughs> no, one's, no one's here anymore. <laughs> Everyone's left. Goodbye, listeners. See you next time. <laughs>